You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Here we go. It is the final hour of the Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM on a Monday after the Super Bowl. Thanks for being with us live across the country from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the East. She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Coming up, a way, way, way early look at the 2025 Super Bowl odds along with some of the big decisions coming up for the Vikings, Bears, and Cowboys. The NFL offseason never sleeps at 820. A lot of legacies have changed in the past 24 hours after last night's battle between the Chiefs and 49ers with Kansas City winning in overtime. We will get into that. And then we will try to hand out some winners at 840 and bring in the Donkster, perhaps. Even though he's still in his closet and he has been winning at an extraordinary rate. We'll talk about that as well. Chelsea, I have to tell you, let me give you a little HVAC update here. And I'm not going to go deep into it. I know. You're going to love this. I was going crazy. I was going crazy. Seriously going crazy. And I'm not kidding. I was honestly going to have to get a hotel room because there was one unit on our rooftop and something was wrong with it. And it was going off every seven minutes. And when I say go off, I don't mean, oh, this thing is turning on. I mean like a, and so you would see me on the air with you like last Thursday and Friday. This is in my office. This thing is two stories above and you could hear it in the office and I could feel my body vibrating. So I would pull out my, my earphone and be like, Oh my God, can they hear that on air? My body is shaking because this vibration is shaking the entire home. And let me tell you something, if it happens once an hour, you know, a couple times, every seven minutes on the nose, that's more than 205 times a day or 205 times a day. And I can assure you, if you feel like your body is vibrating every seven minutes, 205 times a day, I thought I thought I was going to go crazy, Chelsea. And thank God we have made some adjustments. I spent about six hours on the roof with different contractors last week. It was not great. But at least that problem has been mitigated. So now I've actually been able to sleep and do this show without my chest shaking. It's been nice. Well, if you ever have to live through an earthquake, you will at least be prepared <laughs> oh for God. it because it feels like you've been going through it. What is it? 205 times a day. That's wild. Yes. So I mean, do you make a point to uh, not be at home? Like if you're not working? 
I've gotten really bad Mm -hmm. because now, you know, when it comes to, you know, it's like anything else. When you're sensitive to something, then you become hypersensitive to it, right? And -hmm. at least for me, I was constantly listening for it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, is this bad? How bad is it? I don't know. Maybe I'm leaning into it. And so on Friday, Catherine was like, we have to get you out of this house because I'm here, I'm working, and then I'm sleeping, and then I'm doing whatever. And I don't leave a whole lot during the week, and she, and she does. So she was like, we have to get you out of the house. Like for your mental health, we have to get you out of here. This will be okay. We'll figure it out. We got to get you out of here. And you know what? She was right. I was quite literally, you could have put me in an insane asylum last week. Every seven minutes, Chelsea. Holy Lord. It was torture. (gasps) The only thing I can equate this to, like for those of us who have not been in this position, is when you're expecting a phone call and your phone's on vibrate and you hear like the phantom vibrates. Like, do you ever expect your phone to ring and you're like, was that it? Was that it? Yes. Oh my God, was that it? And then you look at your phone and it's nothing. Do you ever do this? (laughs) Exactly. Yes. It's a weird sensation, right? You're like, oh, my phone just vibrated in my pocket. And you're like, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. You have no, no, it didn't. You have no notifications. I mean, your body can play mind games with you like that. And especially mm-hmm. for me, who I'm trying to figure out what unit is this? Oh my God, is it, how long is this going to go on? Is it better? Is it worse? And then all of a sudden you're listening and I'm listening for things. I'm hearing things. Oh my God. You can hear me going crazy right now on live radio, but that's happened to me before. When you're expecting something or you're looking for something, your body can trick you into thinking that, oh, you're experiencing it when maybe you are, but maybe it's not nearly as bad as you think it is. Ooh, that shouldn't be the next psychological thriller. Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> stars in. Is my phone actually going off? Or is this you know, a, a trick that my mind is playing on me? I think a lot of people could relate and maybe Leo, you know, wins another Oscar or has he won an Oscar? I don't know anything about movies. I think he has, right? He has to have won Mm -hmm. one or has he not? Maybe he's just been nominated. Isn't that the thing with him? Oh, he has. He has. Was he the one that didn't win one for a long time though? There was somebody like that. There was like a great actor. He'd been in a lot of movies, but it took him a long time to win. Is the Oscar the main one? God, this is really educated talk on movies. I know. (laughs) Yes, the Oscar is the main one. I mean, they have the Golden Globes, obviously, but if you're talking about acting, then certainly, certainly the Oscar is as good as it gets. Chelsea, you can always bet on the Oscars. You can now bet right now, bet MGM on 2025 Super Bowl odds. Oh, the NFL always going. The folks at BetMGM putting out the numbers this morning. Your favorites, the San Francisco 49ers, 5 to 1. Chiefs are plus 750. Ravens plus 850. Bills and Lions, 12 to 1. Bengals, 14 to 1. Cowboys, 16 to 1, along with the Eagles. And then we've got the Dolphins and Packers at 20 to 1. Surprisingly, I think the Texans at 25 to 1 after their incredible season with the rookie quarterback CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryans. So, look, this is the day, less than 24 hours after the 2024 Super Bowl. Do any of these things stand out to you? Or are you willing to take a shot on the Chiefs to three peat at plus 750, Chelsea? Ooh, I don't think so. I think there is a reason that we have seen a total of one. Three peats mm-hmm. in the NFL since the Super Bowl era began. So, especially at those prices, at seven to one, 
we will wait and see if the Chiefs have any kind of hangover from this year. Because that's the thing about the futures market. It's all about timing. It's kind of wild to me that the Niners are the favorites, though. Uh, the fact that they just yeah. lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. But they did look like a very good team top to bottom. And I'm not sure how their cap space plays out, but I do know at least Brock Purdy is not making a ton of money. Maybe that changes over the offseason. I'll have to look into it. But still, when you have a quarterback that is on such a team-friendly deal, that opens mm -hmm. up a lot of possibilities around you. And that's why I feel like this was it for the Niners. Like, they really need to get things done while Brock Purdy yeah. is not making that money. But he also will get better. You know, he will just improve mm -hmm. as he's put into these situations. And let me ask you this, because I don't think we've touched on this yet. What do you think Brock Purdy's legacy is after the Super Bowl? Because you've been defending him all season long. Mm -hmm. And I think that most of us who watch football know that he is not mid. He is not mid-tier. He is not a mediocre quarterback. He certainly yeah. is not a game manager. If you're putting the negative connotation that goes along with that word. Yeah. So for me, I thought it kind of catapulted him in to probably the top five for me. And I know there was parts of the second half where he didn't make the throws, mm -hmm. but still, do you think the Brock Purdy haters have more ammo after that game or less? I think they have less ammo for sure. Now, I know he didn't go out and win this game, but I think if you were hating on Brock Purdy going into the Super Bowl, you expected a much worse performance. Brock Purdy was very good in this game. Mm -hmm. He was very good. He did enough to win this game. He didn't turn the ball over. He made some clutch throws. The Niners lost this game because of turnovers and some untimely penalties and the fact that they just got beat by Patrick Mahomes in overtime, right? Like sometimes you just get beat and they got beat last night. But I don't think any person can look at this game and say, oh, if Brock Purdy had done A, B, or C, then the Niners win this game. Brock Purdy and the Niners would take a game like this any day of the week in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, if this, what you, if this is what you thought you were going to get from Brock Purdy, you would be thrilled. So I don't think he had anything to do with this loss. I thought he was very good. And, and we knew coming in, right? Patrick Mahomes struggled mm -hmm. early too. Patrick Mahomes threw a pick. Brock Purdy didn't. But we knew going in these were two very good defenses. So regardless of who won the game, we knew it was going to kind of be a grind, I think, for each quarterback here. But Brock Purdy, and, and you mentioned it, this is his second season. So he is only – his ceiling is is really, really high because I thought he looked very good last night, and I think this will temper some of the people who act like he was lucky to be here or he was just surrounded by good weapons because I thought he was very good. Yeah, so back to some of these Super Bowl futures. Like, I'm not going to take the favorites, the Niners and the Chiefs, because – even yeah. if you're a really good team, it's incredibly hard to get back here. Mm -hmm. And especially looking at the teams in the AFC, I think that's what kind of writes me off for some of these teams is you're going to have to go through Patrick Mahomes. Feels like the Chiefs are going nowhere. There are only two quarterbacks that I think have beaten Patrick Mahomes in the postseason, and maybe it's in the Super Bowl. No, it's not the Super Bowl because it's an AFC guy. And I saw this graphic, and it's Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. Isn't this the oh. team that's kind of flying under the radar right now? The Cincinnati Bengals? Joe Burrow has been yep. hurt for most of the year. Ain't nobody talking about swaggy Joe Burrow right now. But over at BetMGM, the Bengals mm -hmm. to win the Super Bowl looks like are 10 to 1. 
do you think if there's any team that maybe has a shot against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, maybe it's Joey Burrow? I That stood out to me immediately. That stood out to me, and also the Eagles stood out to me because they're 16 to 1. Bengals are 14 to 1. But whenever you have incredible quarterback play, and the Eagles being mm-hmm. a year removed from the Super Bowl, and the Bengals being a couple years removed from the Super Bowl, you've got guys who have been there, guys who have proven themselves as MVP type quarterbacks or MVP winners in the NFL. So, yeah, I'm like you. That's, that's really the roll of the dice with Cincinnati. Seriously, mm-hmm. it's can Joe Burrow stay healthy? And if he does, I love the value at 14 to one. I really like the Eagles because I think they, they, they figure out their coordinator issue during the off season. They're still massively talented. It's not like they don't have a ton of talent on that roster. Anyway, those were the two that stood out to me where I thought that's a lot of value for two very good quarterbacks. I will say the sabotage factor, maybe for the Bengals is the fact that they lost their offensive coordinator. And we have seen just how important coordinators can be. You're talking about the Eagles. You know, them losing their coordinators looked like a totally different team this year. So we will see just how meaningful Brian Callahan was to the offense for the Bengals because now he's the head coach of my Tennessee Titans. But one would think that Joe Burrow, if healthy, can do a lot of things because look what he did with that franchise. It's not just the coordinators. You got to make the throws and you got to, you know, be the quarterback that is leading the way. It's not just... You know, the schematics. So we'll see for Joe Burrow, but it will be interesting. Do you think this is the correct time of year to bet on these teams? For me, I like to wait at least until after training camp because you always see that, like, back-breaking injury of somebody getting hurt in training camp, somebody tearing their ACL, and you're like, oh, great, maybe I shouldn't have bet on, you know, Super Bowl futures in the month of February. And speaking of, Jenks, I think this was the worst moment of the Super Bowl Dre Greenlaw tearing his ACL uh, running onto the field. Oh my gosh. I, mean, I think this was especially sad because we were watching the game and Dre Greenlaw looked so amped up. Like there was a play yep. where me and Jake were like, he's got to calm down. What's he doing? And then of course yeah. he like, you know, tries to go onto the field, tears his ACL, doesn't play the rest of the game. This had to be like the worst moment of the Super Bowl. Oh, it was awful. And he was essentially in tears. And I I just, A, it was a a huge, a huge setback for that Niners defense because Warner and Greenlaw are about as good as it gets in the NFL. And then to tear it in that way, that's what's so bizarre. You talk about a freak injury. The guy, and they were showing it. And I was like, wait a second. This this is how he tore his ACL, just running onto the field? a non-contact injury where you're running in a straight line and he has to be absolutely heartbroken. So I, I felt bad for him personally. And then I, I always hated in a, in a big game where you see your best players not able to compete because ultimately you want to know how the Niners would do with Dre Greenlaw in there. You want to know how the chiefs might be different with Charles O'Menohue on that defensive line after he mm-hmm. tore his ACL and the AFC championship game. So I always hate it when the greats never get a full chance to perform because Ultimately, you get a better idea of who is the better team. Injuries are a part of it. I get that. But I was absolutely heartbroken for him. Right. Uh, Joe Tooney didn't play uh, for the Chiefs either. Like, that was kind of a surprise. I didn't see that one coming. I knew he was banged up. But I feel like you could tell watching the game that he was not playing. Patrick Mahomes had to scramble around a little bit more. 
Were you surprised that we didn't see more from George Kittle? I know we're running up into the break, but man, felt like a letdown. Yeah, I thought they would, and they even mentioned this during the halftime show on CBS, where they they all expected Kittle to get loose, right? They used him as more of a mm-hmm. blocker in the first half, and you thought, okay, now you can build off and you can layer these offensive concepts and get him open, but it just never really materialized for those guys. Coming up next here on the show, we're going to continue talking about the Super Bowl and the legacies that were made last night in Sin City. She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. This is The Daily Tip from BQL, presented by Madam Jim. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back on a Monday. The Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by Bet MGM. Great to have you with us. Thanks for waking up with us. Oh, I know. This is a tough one. You wanted to stay up late to watch our Super Bowl, but then you had to get up early. Yeah, it's brutal. Coming up, we will talk about the legacies that were made last night in the Super Bowl. And of course, that goes right in line with the Chiefs. Chelsea, what'd you do this weekend? Did you do anything exciting on Saturday before the Super Bowl? Because I was going to take it easy this weekend. We were unsuccessful in doing so. We tried. It didn't work out that way. Ended up going out, having wine, meeting up with some friends of ours randomly. And then I was in i was in a club here in D.C. called the Players Club. It's not a real club. It's basically where you go in. You can play video games. You can play skee-ball. You can play whatever. So the lovely Catherine and I decided, all right, let's go in here. Let's play some games, whatever. Play some skee-ball. Shot some hoops. It was fun. And we'd gotten the whole photo booth. So it was a good time. But there was a couple kicked out because apparently they were having sex in the photo booth. And so all of a sudden, we see security line up around this curtain. We are the curtain closes to get in the photo booth. And we're looking like, what is going on here? And I don't know if they were shooting this for like OnlyFans or whatever was going on. But rarely do you go to a place where there are video games and a couple gets kicked out. So that was not great. Fortunately, I didn't have to witness that. But it ended up being much more of an eventful evening than I had anticipated because it started with, let's just go have a glass of wine. Next thing I know, a couple's being walked out of a video game joint. So that was strange. What'd you do? Hmm. Our weekends always are very contrasting. Like you have that story where a couple's having sex in a photo booth. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm doing very kid-centric things. Like I took Blake to the playground, We went to the trampoline park. So I am not doing anything very interesting. And also I was trying to get better because as you know, like last week was a kick to the crotch. I was extremely sick. I was losing all Mm -hmm. of my bets. So it felt like I needed to recover this weekend. And I will say getting two full nights sleep over the weekend was a lifesaver. I do feel like I'm on like the other end of whatever sickness I had, but I feel like I shouldn't have done anything, and I didn't. I tried to take it easy, and I was successful, unlike you guys, every single weekend. Oh, man. I'll say it was awesome, though. You know what I like? I like it when 
when you get to when you get to stick it to the haters. That's what I love because as we're walking, we're just walking down 14th Street, and my producer, who works for the Washington Commanders, Anna, and so she sees a story on Instagram. She's like, she sends me a message. She's like, Jenks, are you on 14th Street right now? I was like, yeah, I am. Where are you? And so randomly, I look up at the Players Club, and there she is with her friends, right? And she and one of her roommates, which I've never seen Anna out in the wild, and it was a blast. We had a couple drinks. But I've never, I've never seen such a weird dynamic where she has like three roommates, and one of her roommates was really nice. And then the other two, just her introducing us to them, the look of hate that we got, the, the faces that these girls made, like, like offended that we would even be introduced to them. It was, I mean, it was just straight mean girl for no reason. And apparently all these girls met on Facebook. That's how they decided to move in together. So that's probably oh. part of it. Yeah. And so what was awesome though is, so of course, whatever, they were doing their own thing. But we stuck around, me, Catherine, and Anna and her roommate, and we were talking. And so later on, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to grab a – I'll buy them a couple drinks. It's good to see them. And I walk over, and I give them a couple drinks, but the two mean girls did not get drinks. And let me tell you, the looks on their faces when they were ignored was worth it in gold. I was like, you know what? If you're not going to be nice, I'm not doing anything for you mean girls. And it was it was quite rewarding, I have to say. It was a little petty on my part, perhaps but it was a good feeling. I love how we're the moral compass of this network. Every time <laughs> yes. I think you're going to be like, and I bought him drinks no matter what, because you know what? That was no. the right thing to do. No. no. Jenks goes the opposite direction. I did. And says, this is why you continue to bully them right back. And you just go full petty. So Jenks, I love that yeah. about our show. We are not acting like we're saints. And you know what? It's way more fun that way. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Absolutely. I'm like, listen, all you have to do is be a decent person. And if you're not going to be a decent person, no thank you. No thank you. Crazy night, though. Crazy night. All right. Chelsea, last night was also a crazy night because I think we thought the Super Bowl would be you know, three, four hours. It was like 12 hours. It went on forever in the oh. overtime. Oh, with the Chiefs winning it, thanks to Patrick Mahomes, finding McCole Hardman, a three-yard touchdown pass to once again give Kansas City its third Super Bowl victory in five years. So you know how it is. Legacies are built and torn down in the Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes, when you look at his legacy now or how do you view him differently this is a guy who is 28 years old 
And now the chase is on. It looks like he is going to chase Tom Brady for the rest of his career, trying to capture that many Super Bowls. He has three. Tommy has seven. We know that. But again, Patrick Mahomes is a baby. He has plenty of football ahead of him. How has your narrative or your view of Mahomes changed based on what you saw last night and that Kansas City win? I don't think it's changed that much, but one more ring certainly counts for something. If you are talking about narratives and legacies, because when you are comparing Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, I think most people would say as far as ability goes and like, you know, highlight real worthy plays, Patrick Mahomes has Mm -hmm. always been ahead in that, you know, front. But when it comes to rings, it's going to be really hard to catch Brady. And there is something to be said for rings because it is the Mm -hmm. ultimate goal of everybody that plays in the National Football League. So, you know, I think it is the variety of ways in which we have seen Patrick Mahomes win. And that's why Tom Brady was, you know, so good. It's because the variety of ways that he won and the variety of decades, you know, that he was still winning Super Bowls. He did it with two Mm -hmm. separate teams. So I think we are starting to see more and more of what Patrick Mahomes can do. And also a team that was saddled with some adversity. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say they, you know, overcame all odds because they still have the best football player in the NFL uh, helming Mm -hmm. the offense. But still, this was a Chiefs team that certainly had its rough patches. So to see Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team kind of overcome, you know, that low point in the season where he was acting like a spoiled brat. He was yelling at people. He was saying this, you know, these refs are a complete joke. Like that was the low point of the season. So when you can get past that and past like those low points, I think that is the official mark of a champion. It wasn't just smooth sailing all year because I think it means more. When you overcome some like rocky uh, terrain, unlike the Niners who felt like it was just, you know, the more dominant team all season long. So I do think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs deserve some credit for that. Yeah, I agree. And I want to give full credit to Andy Reid. I I yeah. always I always find it interesting when you have a head coach, and you've seen this over the years with Belichick and Brady. You can go back to Bill Walsh and Joe Montana or Chuck Knoll and Terry Bradshaw and Tom Landry and Roger Staubach, Jimmy. I mean, you, you, it goes hand in hand, right? When you have a, a great head coach who knows how to make adjustments, not just in season, but during the offseason, and he has a generational quarterback, but he is able to do so in ways that makes his team better. And remember, the Chiefs did that with Andy Reid because they were struggling. And Andy Reid, I thought, made a bold decision to say, let's become a run-first, defensive-minded team because it better suits us, this season at least, as to how we're going to win football games or gives us our best chance to win football games. And clearly, it doesn't mean you don't throw the ball. It just means, Mm -hmm. look, we're going to run more than we normally do because we have some weaknesses at receiver and we still have the best quarterback in the game. And that was on Andy Reid who made that adjustment. Not all coaches make that adjustment like that or can make that adjustment. And when you talk about legacies, man, I'm so glad that the – that the narrative or that the the prism through which we look at Andy Reid has changed because my God, what a change it has been where he went from the the hard luck loser, just couldn't get over the hump. Everyone loves him, players coach in Philly. He'll get you only so far, but can't win the big one. And now he's chasing Bill Belichick. He has three rings himself. So I am glad I think 
just from a, I don't know, this is maybe more of a likability statement than anything else. I love Andy Reid. I don't know any anyone who doesn't really appreciate Andy Reid for the character he is and for how long he's he's been getting it done at a high level in the NFL. But now his legacy has changed immensely, where at one time it was, is Andy Reid a Hall of Famer? He might be. He probably needs a ring. And now, surefire, if he retired tomorrow, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Here's a question. What do you think this win does for the likability of the Kansas City Chiefs? Because usually mm-hmm. likability and dynasties don't really correlate. Usually these are teams that people root against. So do you think the hate against Kansas City will multiply? Yes, absolutely it will. And that's what happened with the Patriots. That's when you know you're doing something Mm -hmm. right, where you're vilified mostly because you win so much. Everyone would love to have that problem, right? Why do people hate us? Because they ain't us. Because (laughs) we win. We win all the time, and people are tired of us winning. And honestly... I'd be tired of the Chiefs, too. If I were in the AFC, if you're just an NFL fan, you like to see parody, and you see the same personalities, you see similar personnel, and you just want to see something different. But yes, I think, and we already started to see it somewhat this year, right? Particularly in the postseason, where it felt like for the first time, the Chiefs went from, oh, this is an incredible franchise. It has an incredible history going back to the AFL. And here they are now, finally getting a Super Bowl, which they have waited for so long for. But now that they've won so many and that they've been so dominant, people are like, all right, Kansas City, you got yours. We're ready for someone else. But it's a credit to them because we, again, and the Chiefs started mentioning this in interviews where they would say, personally, we know we're being vilified and that's just fine with us. But yeah, it's happening right in front of us. Even though I will say the head coaching quarterback combo of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes doesn't feel as unlikable as some of the really successful superstars in years past. Like, look at Andy Reid. He's so likable. Seems like the nicest guy. He just wants a cheeseburger. And then look at Patrick Mahomes. The names that he is up there with of greatest of all times. Think of Michael Jordan. Think of Tom Brady in his prime. Think of, you know, Kobe Bryant. All of these guys had this air to them that was intimidating and overpowering, Mm -hmm. and very serious. Now you have Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes, who speaks like Kermit the Frog. Like, does that ever, like, make you laugh? The fact (laughs) that he is so dominant and so good, but yet he doesn't really have this intimidating presence. And maybe it's just, like, his on-field play is all that needs to be intimidating. But do you Mm -hmm. ever think about that? Yes. It's it's weird to... (sighs) Look, I'm not going to lie. When Patrick Mahomes starts speaking, I laugh. I'm like, especially when he gets fired up. And he, he, we all know he sounds like Kermit, and it's really strange. But at the same time, he delivers. So right. what am I going to say? You know? What am I Sound however you want. You can have the highest pitch voice on the planet. Or you can talk like Barry White. Whatever it is. If you're winning, you're winning. I, you know what it is? It's just fodder for another reason to to hate on someone. Do you know what I mean? Where when you've already decided I'm tired of this team or I'm tired of them winning or whatever it is, then you start looking for things. And if you're looking for things, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty low-hanging fruit. It's easy to say. And also, I don't like the way this guy speaks. So I think that's probably part of it. I think it's harder to like hate him though, you know, because he just yeah. doesn't seem like this villain 
because you're like this is the guy that's you know breaking everybody's heart <laughs> like the way he talks is just so funny the curly hair but i will say this did it shock you how little they showed Brittany mahomes last night i think they showed her once and it was when yeah. she was looking like super nervous of course they showed taylor swift over Every whatever time. the line was yeah um but it was a contrast to me because you see taylor swift with all the celebrities and you know they're going crazy and they look happy in the happy moments which you should but then they pan over to Brittany mahomes and she looks so nervous and i think you could tell like this is her husband he is doing yeah. his job and his legacy is on the line and i think she understood the heaviness of it meanwhile yeah. you know you see blake lively and you know the crew which nothing against him it just felt like very casual fans i kind of felt for Brittany mahomes i think she's she's growing on me like i don't yeah. hate her like i used to i think she's <laughs> still good. kind of annoying but like she's growing on me yeah well i mean i have to say when it talks about or when you talk about being nervous or watching travis play Brittany Mahomes has been with Patrick Mahomes since high school or high school sweethearts. Yeah. Right? So I think Taylor Swift is now just getting, just sort of getting an inkling as to everything that goes into being a football player. And of course, Brittany has known this the entire time. She's lived it for years and years and years. Coming up next year on the show, it is a Money Making Monday, which means it is time to reveal our best bets. It is a daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea. I'm James. We are coming back. Stay back. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Double D. Got new music here on the show. It is a daily tip of well presented by BetMGM. Chelsea Messenger, I'm Michael Jenkins. Good Monday morning to you. Coming up, we'll bring you our best bets. Talking about the Super Bowl the entire show, as you might think we would. Justin, let me ask you this. Of all the things that you saw yesterday in the Super Bowl, was there anything that surprised you or just stood out to you? Like, whoa, I didn't expect that. Or, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Could be a performance. Could be a commercial. Could be a celebrity sighting. Could be something during the game. Just anything that you didn't see coming. I didn't I didn't see a, a, small, a small segment on Carrot Top coming. I didn't realize he'd been around for so long. So that was interesting. And I felt bad because I do this quick thing on Carrot Top performing for years in Vegas. And then they show him immediately after this segment and he's at the game and he's stuffing his face with a hot dog. And I was like, don't do it to this poor guy. Just let the man eat his hot dog in peace. Because that's got to be the worst when you cut away and it's like, hey, here I am. I don't know I'm on camera and I'm scarfing down this dog. Oh, that, that would be my worst nightmare. What, what stood out to you? Even though Carrot Top is not known for his like grace and like posture, ha, like he's there. a comedian. 
So it's not the Queen of England. So like, it's fine. I don't think that's going to damage his reputation or anything. In fact, it'd probably, you know, go good for it if you're a comedian. I think that yeah. the thing that surprised me the most, and I've already said this, was the likability factor for Travis Kelsey going down and the likability factor for Taylor Swift going up. I thought she looked very mm. much the part of a supportive girlfriend. And to she think... Did. Like, lost in the mix, and I'm sure people have brought this up because, you know, everybody's talked about Taylor Swift in every which way. She came here from Japan, didn't she? Like, didn't she yeah. do a concert, you know, less than 24 hours ago in Tokyo, got on a flight, sat through a five-hour Super Bowl, and then at the end was there on the field to congratulate Travis Kelsey. And I don't think she was making it about her. I thought she looked like a very supportive girlfriend, and now I find myself rooting for them. And the crazy part is, Travis Kelsey did not look like a great boyfriend during this game, <laughs> which I know was not the goal. And of course, things get heated when you're playing for the Lombardi Trophy. But still, mm -hmm. I don't know. I find myself kind of rooting for them. They didn't get engaged, which I think we both called. But yeah. still, has your mood changed on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey at all? Yeah, I mean, as I've always said, I'm, I'm not rooting against them. They seem perfectly happy and so extremely likable. It's always, again, for me, been about saturation, right? I just don't mm -hmm. want to, honestly, with any celebrity. Like, remember that one time Rob Lowe was in the, in the stands wearing the NFL cap? And if they showed Rob Lowe, you know, nine, ten times a game where they're cutting away and he's wearing this dumb NFL cap, I'd be like, all right. I get it. Rob Lowe's at the game. But I find them very likable. I thought Taylor looked great. I thought she was super supportive. Looked like she was having a good time. And Travis, I'm glad he got his dub. I didn't want him body slamming or pile driving Andy Reid after the game. Oh. After bumping into him, almost knocking him over. But yeah, I, I, I mean, there are a lot of cutaways for Taylor, but I get it. Honestly, even, even, when, even when I was thinking about the lead up to the game, I think that the NFL or the networks that cover the NFL, they're in a tough spot, right? Particularly when it comes to the Super Bowl, because yes, it's about the game. You don't want to saturate everyone with too much Taylor Swift, but there's a lot of people who are tuning in to see her too. So there's, there's really a, a very difficult job there to find that balance. You can't not show her, right? So that's a part of the storyline too. I mean, I guess you can, but then there's a lot of Swifties who are tuning in to see that. So I think ultimately I'm fine with it. They seem happy. I'm good. I just don't want, again, I just don't want Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift 24 hours a day. That's all. Also, it feels like all they do is win. Like there was some old tweet that resurfaced of Patrick Mahomes saying, does Taylor Swift ever lose? Or like something to the effect of that, refer like referring to her at the Grammys. Because she just mm -hmm. shows up at the Grammys and like, oh, weird. I won 15 Grammys, huh? Uh, so now I wonder if she thinks the same thing with Travis Kelsey. That like, huh, one for one, one Super Bowl. <laughs> It's just that easy. He's just like really good. So I wonder if, you know, she's going to be introduced to losing maybe next year. Yeah, she's got to think, man, the Super Bowl stuff is cake. You just go in, you win a few football games, you get a ring. 
Not that easy, but man, yeah, everything they touch has been absolute gold this season. Coming up next on Your Daily, Jason Locken for Odyssey NFL Insider will join the crew. If you missed our conversation about everything, we saw in Super Bowl 58. We talked about Tay-Tay. We talked about Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy, the coaching decisions made by Kyle Shanahan. Did we mention Ice Spice? I don't know. Usher's halftime show. Anything and everything from last night's game is easy to get caught up on. Just download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcast. Chelsea, fresh slate, so let's pick some winners. Time to place your bets. Chelsea, what are you looking at? All right, so not my full confidence in this pick, but it's the Monday after the Super Bowl, and we got to pick something. Look into college hoops. It is a small slate tonight, but I'm going to go with Grambling State laying the eight points over Alabama A&M at home. The handicap for me starts with how much better Grambling State is at home as opposed to on the road. Their offense gets six points better on average when playing at home, and this is a team that's riding a bit of a hot streak when it comes to covering numbers. Six and two against the spread in their last eight games, including two outright wins in their last three games as underdogs. So I like that the market feels a little low on Grambling. Meanwhile, Alabama A&M, their offense, boy, is it terrible. Uh, They have lost, let's see, uh, eight or excuse me, six of their last eight games. They haven't been covering on the road. If you look at them against the spread away, six and eight so far. So I'm going to take the home team laying a big number. I know it can be tricky laying this big of a number, but we'll go with the home team here because Grambling feels like a better play at home. So let's do that. Grambling State minus eight over Alabama AM. Chelsea, Ooh, I would not have expected Grambling State today. Bravo. I'm going back to the ice, guys. Flames, Rangers under six and a hook. You can get it at minus 130. So let's keep this nice and simple. The early money, hitting the unders, or hitting the under in this game, which is always something you want to see if you're on that side. And whenever I bet unders, the first thing I like to do is look at who is minding the nets. And the Rangers going with Igor Shesterkin. Goals against average of only 2.86. Jacob Markstrom for the Flames, even better. A GAA of 2.55. Plus, look at what we've seen from the Rangers over their last seven games, where they have allowed four goals total. Total. They've been an under team recently. You've got two good net miners. Let's go under six and a hook between Calgary and New York at the Garden, Chelsea. All right. It's time to bring in the third member of our best bets crew, the Magic Eight Ball. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic Eight Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> <sighs> All right, A-Ball, make this quick. I'm really tired. I can't wait to get to my nap. I'm not going to lie. A-Ball, do we like Grambling State minus eight over Alabama A&M in college hoops? A-Ball says you may rely on it. That's one for one. Let's go two for two. Jenks is going to the ice for his play, and it's going to be the Flames and the Rangers under six and a half goals. A-Ball says very doubtful. Oh. Eight ball, your time is limited, buddy. To check out the eight ball and every show on the BetQL network, just go to twitch.tv slash BetQL. That is twitch.tv slash BetQL. All right, let's find out what the Donkster has in store 
Now, right now, he is in his closet. He is in a dark studio until our studio gets fixed. I'm sure it will happen soon. But during that time, I don't know what's going on at the Donkster. My God, 15-2-1 in his last two weeks. No question. His best two-week run ever. What does the Donkster have in store today? Oh, let's check out the Becky All Mainframe Double D. Beep, boop, beep. Oh, oh. You miss those days? Absolutely not. Golden Knights, money line minus 140, hosting the Wild. And the Donkster is also laying four and a half at the Clippers, hosting the Timberwolves tonight. Let's find out what's coming up next on Beck Daily and bring in Aaron Hawksworth. Aaron, I know you're wondering what happened to the Donkster. The problem is, is that until we get little technical difficulty fixed in our studio, he's in the studio alone in the dark instead of at home with me. So that's why he's not here being a moron. <laughs> okay. I was like, did you accidentally <laughs> lose him? You got to order another one on Amazon. Uh, I know. I might have to. <laughs> oh, no, he's irreplaceable. I know. Okay. So Aaron, thoughts on the Super Bowl, the game, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. What are some of your biggest thoughts? So I loved all of it. I know some people thought maybe it was a Same. boring game and they're sick of Taylor Swift. I I loved Usher, the nostalgia. Like I had a little tequila, mm-hmm. was dancing. I loved every <laughs> minute of it. And I'm not sick of the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. I was looking at all the pictures of them. Um, I'm here for it all. Same. Aww. <laughs> yes. are you surprised did you did, were you one of the people there were a couple people that thought maybe they get engaged after the game did you think that was a possibility no that's corny maybe this spring or summer that's no you can't be doing that that's like what corny fans do it's too much I don't know. Oh. <laughs> well the play was corn dog did you hear that the name of the play was corn dog at the end did anybody really? else hear that? oh yeah i did hear really? that pat mahomes said it right yeah, it was something yeah. something corn dog. It wasn't just corn dog, but I was like, "Hey, a corn dog. That sounds delicious." <laughs> oh, well. That's I never thought we'd get in like eight corn dog references before the end of the show, but we certainly did. Aaron, <laughs> great to see you on this Monday. Glad you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Have a great show. That's it for us on the corn dog edition of the Daily Tip from BQL <laughs> presented by BetMGM. That is Chelsea Messenger live in Nashville. Michael Jenkins live in D.C. Thanks for being with us. Good luck on all of your bets. Chug that coffee. At least you got to watch a great Super Bowl. We will see you tomorrow. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. 